Welcome to our weekly podcast, Real Talk with Chris and Ross. We are designed for entrepreneurs and forward thinkers. We also care very heavily around the real estate industry as a whole, bringing you hot topics and up-to-date content with a lot of amazing special guest speakers along the way. So sit back, buckle your seatbelt, and get ready for the best hour of your day. every time every time it gets chills in the back of my neck episode 36 there we go we're climbing the charts man working our way to 40 excited to have this real talk with chris and ross and as always my co-hostess with the mostest ross Ross. hey yo what's happening man what's happening brother how are you doing in your side your neck of the woods i should say you know man i'm gonna say any better i'd be two people chris i like i think i I don't know if i can handle two rosses but we're good i mean i love one ross i don't know about two rosses let's go (laughs) <laughs> we got a awesome. great guest today though man we got we Mr. Ben in the house i know i know we got our amazing friend ben marquez actually i've known this guy recently through exp again yes this is an exp channel if you haven't figured it out yet get on the channel uh we're excited to have all you regular guests that listen in on this podcast and when it's new hopefully there's some bad value here for you today as well um so anyways let's start off by introducing our amazing guest speaker here a great friend dear friend of mine ben marquez from arizona what's up my friend ben how are you what's up chris what's up ross excited. Uh, doing really good excited to be here Heck awesome yeah, man. glad to have you have you so just quickly i mean we always like to lay out a little bit of roadmap here maybe for those that are listening kind of give us a little bit of a background of who you are and kind of tell us a little bit of your story okay um quick background i've been in the business for about 10 years uh before real estate, um, my background was on call centers. I used to work for America Online. Um, it was the Google for all the youngins. It was the Google of my generation, right? I don't know, like, oh, what is that? What is America Online? Yeah, y'all remember AOL? Good, good. <laughs> That's great. That's the great. Free disc, right? So I started there. I just as a regular call center rep. I became the top salesperson. Eventually, became a manager and climbed the ladder. Eventually, they went out of business. Um, I started a logistics company. It was called 24-Hour Logistics. Um, We grew it pretty big. We had humongous clients like Honeywell, Bombardier, UPS, a lot of the big manufacturers in Mexico and Brazil. Um, we, We just shipped all their urgent shipping. So from there, um, I decided uh, it was a really high pace industry. And several things made me want to search for something else. I miss the people interaction as crazy as it sounds. Mm. I do like, I mean, I think you got to be a little crazy to be in sales, right? Um, I do like the occasional yelling, occasional problem solving, calming people down. I, I missed it, right? I was really good at my previous job and I was so good that I rarely ever dealt with people and it was really killing me. So I decided to come into real estate. Um, it was definitely not what I thought it was, right? Um, I don't know if everyone experienced it, uh, but when I came into real estate, I thought people were going to hand me clients and I was going to go get them, uh, get them a home, negotiate the deal and call it a day. Um, fast forward, I started real estate and I'm like, whoa, you're telling me I need to find my own clients. 
And then I need to figure out what to do, right? Because, I mean, let's be honest, uh, brokers will answer questions, but they're not going to tell you what to do, mm. right? So it's one of those things where um, I was like, well, I guess I started businesses. I've sold them before. Um, it's just going to be another one. Uh, I started with Keller Williams. I actually really enjoyed my time with Keller Williams. Um, I was in a really good center. Um, I learned a lot how a brokerage operates. And then I learned about EXP Realty. And here I am, six years later, um, by far my favorite brokerage. I just feel like it's, um, it's how real estate should have always been, right? Like to me, it's like, uh, all these other brokerages are just kind of like another filter um, that keeps away the realtor from making all the possible money they can make in real estate. Mm -hmm. So, and with that being said, um, so once when I was a Keller Williams, I was an individual agent just by myself. When I made the move to EXP, it just made perfect sense for me to be a bigger part of the community, start a team so I could help more agents. Um, and then here I am. I mean, I've helped probably over, I mean, not counting my downline, but I probably helped over 40 agents individually face to face. At least 10 of those have become icon agents. Um, I really enjoy helping realtors uh, learn the business and really help them create a good career in real estate. So now, I mean, yeah, hopefully that wasn't too long, but Dude. that leads me to you guys. Yeah, no, that was perfect, by the way. You know, I know Chris knows you a little bit, but just hearing your story right off the get, uh, that's massive, man. I mean, you have, you've had a great career. I mean, from AOL doing sales to logistics, now real estate. Now you just said that you've helped train maybe personally 40 people and 10 of them have gotten to Icon. I mean, that's exceptional. That is like above and beyond. I mean, just to get 10 agents to Icon is already right. That's like what one out of a hundred agents that actually make it in their first year. And that the fact that you've trained them, I want to open it up a little bit just to kind of, cause I love belief system. I love mindset. And the first thing I'm thinking of is, okay, so you got, you know, into uh, AOL sales, then you built that logistics company and you got into real estate, you know, any sales role takes a required belief to believe that they can, you know, close and work with like actually close business, actually go out there, find business, actually get out there and grow their business. As you transition to each level, I mean, did you think like, cause obviously you seem, you seem to be someone that finds, and like you said, you love problem solving. Right. Did, did naturally, did you just like, obviously, and again, I'm trying and you'll see where I'm going with this, but like, did yeah. you just naturally fall into sales and it was just like, Oh, this is something that works. Or, you know, throughout going out throughout those three different businesses, was it just like, this is the right fit because I know sky's the limit or, you know, I, I, how did you get there into that? So, sales role? Um, two things, right. Okay. Um, one, I don't come from money, right. So I grew up in a very humble beginnings. Um, when I graduated high school, I was big into sports. I was a really good basketball uh, player. I was offered some um, money to go play professionally, um, wow. but to Southern uh, South America. Dude. And the money there is not good, right? Like we're talking about almost minimum wage. Yeah, you're like playing basketball, but you're not really making a lot of money. Mm. So I was faced with that. I love the game. I really genuinely thought about it. 
but it was one of those things where I'm like, ah, my family kind of needs me more. Mm. Right. Um, so the decision was, I don't know what I'm going to do, but my dream, and this is going to sound funny, but my dream was like mo- a lot of basketball players dream was to make it professionally to the NBA. Wow. Really quickly. I learned, uh, I don't think that's going to be a very, uh, realistic goal because for me to go to south south america try to even get seen there and somehow make it back it's a very very untraveled road very few people ever ever make that happen Hmm. and at that point i felt like i was kind of going to be greedy in choosing that route for me (laughs) and when my family could use my help right Mm -hmm. so immediately i was like i need to be one less burden on my dad and go start making money. Reality sales, it was just the best possible job out there. Yeah. Um, and I landed. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and tell you, oh, I, I just seriously was like, where can I make money? Okay, um, that's good. That's good. I landed on that job. And once I landed on that job, it seriously it, it was my background, my problem-solving background. I was a really good basketball player because I was a very smart player. I wasn't always the biggest. I wasn't always the best player, but I could get a player out of their game because I always like to problem solve. If they were a shooter, I'd do my best to have them dribble dribble the ball. If they would like to drive the ball, I would challenge them to shoot. I've I've always been a thinker, right? So sales was the same thing, right? I landed. It was about the money. Once I landed there, it would just – I found it very similar to sports. Mm. It's every time I talk to someone, it was just problem solving. It's like this person, this issue with this, let me figure out how they even got to this issue, how long they've been having this issue. And let me help them give them an option that fixes that issue. Right. And that's all sales is right. When you're a good salesperson, you're problem solving every single time. You're not convincing someone of buying something. You're fixing their problem. You know, yeah. love, love that. Yeah, but yeah. it's also about, you know, I, I love the fact that problem solving with additioning to, you know, it's always something about spot listing, right? You're always asking questions to be inquisitive, obviously, because you got to find out the pain points in sales, right? But ultimately, right. the top of that, then it's like when you're doing that, you're also a great listener so that you mm-hmm. can respond back because people aren't going to trust you until they know you're actually listening and caring. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, yeah. and you're good about that. But I know you, Ben, because you're that guy who sits there and we have great long conversations about stuff because as good friends. And um, you are, you're inquisitive, always trying to dig in and find out the root of problems, but also you're great listening to things, which I think is a, is a piece that most people do not have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and it creates almost a disingenuous type of behavior re- from the people that are responding, like they're listening, right? Like you don't really listen. You're like, you're like trying to talk over me. You're just waiting for me to finish my sentence. So you can say the next sentence, right? So it's, well, it's hard to balance that salesman mentality when you're coming from a place of, problem solving, but also the, being very genuinely wanting to hear people out to hear what their problems are and issues that you can fix or solve. Maybe not even fixing. Maybe just a soundboard, right? A lot of times maybe you, you got to determine what that looks like. Am I a soundboard today or am I a guy you actually want me to tell you how to fix this thing? You know? Right. And, so. and, and that's – I'm so glad you brought that up, Chris, because mm-hmm. that's how you got to approach every single day. Mm-hmm. I can't fix every problem in this world. No. But I can sure make someone's day better. Yeah. Right. And sometimes all it takes is listening to them. Yeah. I can't solve their problem. 
That's but so good. They appreciate a good year. That's yeah. why I'm I'm like I approach every day with doing something good for everyone I can possibly do it for, you know? Yeah. And that's yeah. really honestly I credit that with all my success at all times, right? Um it's I listen because I'm genuinely trying to figure out if there's something I could do for whoever I'm with mm. at all times. Can I help this person? And if I go, yeah, I can't help them, but you know what? I can I can motivate them. I can keep keep them positive. That's that's the best I can do. And that's what I'll do. You know? Yeah, and people appreciate that. They do. They do, man. And I want to say it's so great to hear another amazing leader say that because we were just saying on the last podcast with Justice, like, how can we help others and give like value for free? Like, how can we be there for them? Like, that's we have to come from that. Hey, I'm not looking to get anything in return, you know, and one of my favorite phrases right now is actually seeking to understand rather than being understood. How can I understand you, you know, more than I'm trying to be understood on my point? Um, so I, I, I like that a lot, Ben. That's a great attitude to have, man. Yeah. Well, it's a selfless attitude, right? When you come from that servitude coming from contribution mentality, like we like justice last weekend, it was like always, how do I go to work for free with no expectations? We talked about that. And I think in every scenario in life, it's that, and you determine, like you really see the root of who somebody is too, right? right. You really see their true colors when somebody shows up in that fashion con consistently too, not once, not twice, but consistently comes to bat and shows you that that's the kind of person they are. That's the kind of people we are. And Ben's been that guy since day one. I mean, he really is. He's, you know, he'd let me take his chips off his plate kind of okay. thing. You know, he'd share his lunch. He's just hey. that kind of guy. <laughs> but I love that. Uh, I want to jump in a little bit. Let's go back and rewind. So we got a little bit of your, um, your journey there in mm -hmm. spots and, and shifts, but you know me, I'm always like, how did it all begin? I love that Ross. Great question. How'd it all begin? Um, you know, you recently had lost your father too, Ben. Mm -hmm. and, and I know that was a very important person in your life. Um, he was obviously a very key player in instrumentally helping you become the man you are today too, whether it's the self-driven millionaire. Right. I mean, I feel like every day you're the guy that's always looking to chomp the next plateau in life, right? You're like, you're never okay with just here. So you're grow, grow, grow. So you have that inspiration and inspiring behavior in you. But where did a lot of that stuff come from? You know, the AOL thing. And then I'll say this too, salespeople, or salesman's roles is not a role that for somebody that is not driven, right. that doesn't have passion, that doesn't have obsession, that doesn't have relentlessness. Right. Um, it doesn't equate. So where did a lot of this stem from for you in the beginning to really get you fired up? Um, what were your meet your main leaders and drivers in that? Um, as you know, the main driver was probably my dad, right? Um, he was my basketball coach. Uh, a great dad and eventually became um, even my business partner in my business, 24 hour logistics. Right. So we shared every possible relationship you could have with a human being. Right. Mm. Which was the best thing. Right. When I lost him, I struggled a lot. But then as I was able, the pain went away. I was able to really appreciate how lucky I was to be able to experience all of those timelines with my father and and not just a good father like a good person right mm -hmm. um now a lot of the drive came from just my dad um showing me a lot of like just his previous experiences right 
he did a phenomenal job at showing me since I was a little kid um, that it's not about what you have, but how much you can give, mm. right? And with that being said, he goes, you know, as and I learned it from sports. Sports helped paid a big, big way. Um, when I used to play sports, the way he coached every single player, including myself, he said to me, I don't care if we win. He goes, as long as I can look at you and clearly everyone in the stands, including myself, can say you were the hardest working player out there. Mm-hmm. If I could see that, you're a winner in my heart, right? Because he goes, everything in life, he goes, if you're giving it your 100%, you're probably going to win it. Wow. You know? And so he goes, so stop looking for the results. Mm-hmm. And just always make sure that the effort is there, right? And so that, to me, is translated everywhere, like you said. Like when I, um, when I, um, let me turn off my phone, I'm sorry. Um, When I, um, when I'm seriously with Chris, right, I want to be the best friend that Chris has ever had. Whatever he needs, I want to be that guy right? I approach the same thing. Listening presentation. I want to give that person the best advice I could possibly give them. Mm. And I think that's why I credit my dad. I think that since I was little, him instilling that in me has helped me give me this unbelievable drive where I'm not even looking to get paid. I'm just like, okay, in this moment, this is the only thing that exists, right? And I need to make sure that when they leave, Ross always remembers me and Chris is thankful for our relationship. And that's it. That's my only goal, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then taking that approach to everything really, really makes it where I have long-lasting relationships with people that truly care for me and I care for them, you know? So. Dude, so first off, man, that is beautiful. And, and, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. Um, your dad, just from hearing about him, seems like a tre- tremendous man. And he's done a great job because, I mean, look at you today, dude. I mean, you're just a light of success. I can feel your energy all the way here in Detroit, you know, through my you know laptop. Um, listening to that and kind of hearing your story, I know I try to open it up there a little bit. And, you know, um, I love how you're able to always have just a victor mindset. You're a true champion at heart, man. I mean, the fact that you, you know, were great at basketball, but then knew that, you know what, I'm not going to be able to get the results there exactly where I could, if I just pivot and then to selflessly do that, to then continue to build open doors, um, to the next level, right. You just continue to stack, right. You can see that with your success. You know, I know that, and Chris and I talk about this a lot as well. That doesn't always come naturally for everyone, even if you know, like how to do that. So, you know, like for those entrepreneurs out there that maybe are trying to get into that better mindset, are there things, cause I know for me, right? Like I do a lot of meditation, um, to start my day. I have a gratitude list. Um, are there things that you do to incorporate, to help give you that ability to be so focused, so intentional? Um, you know what, recently, obviously I lost a big part of it and I caught myself almost slipping now starting to understand why people aren't not like you said, not everyone has that. Um, that's why I credit my dad because once I lost him, I noticed I started 
like that, that kind of passionate, like in your face, like, let's do this little by little started to get, I mean, start to fade away. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would say I started replacing my dad's voice with like really, really good audibles, right. Really good books. One that I listened religiously and I've told Chris about it. Um, it's called Discipline is Destiny. Um, it is an incredible book. It's a lot of great similar phrases that my dad would always show you, that would, would always tell me about, would always like give me examples of. Um, but this guy does it with like great leaders, right? And it's just about getting that mindset and saying it's it's just seriously not about winning. It's just about waking up every single day and giving your best, right? And your best might not be that good that day. But as long as you know, you're like, man, I had a lot of pain. I lost my dad yesterday. But I can, I'm still, it's, it's not Ross's fault. It's not Chris's fault. I got to give my best. And then if I need time to go and kind of to myself, take care of yourself and then go take care of yourself. But you, you have to stay focused. I would say find something that gives you the mindset because I, I think it's, it's easier for some people. I think people seem to think I was one of them. I was just born this way, but I'm like, nah, that was my dad chirping at my ear since I was a little kid. So some people might forget, right? They might be like, no, I've just always been like this. You probably just don't remember everything your parents or whoever was in your childhood, what they did to get you there, you know? So I would say just find something to replace the, the words that you've grown up with. Maybe find something that replaces those words with some new ones that, that help you be who you want to be. You know, I would say that because there's, there's a lot of things where, um, where I struggle with still, right? Like, I I mean, I show up. Mm. But the problem with me is, right? I show up. It's, it's keeping an eye on the time, right? Understanding that it's not just about showing up. It's also about not letting down people that you already committed to. That's, <laughs> dude, that's so powerful. That's, that's so right? good right yeah. there. There, there. Yeah, that's good. So, and that's, that's right now the next stage of my life, right? People love me. People trust me. I have everything. But you know what? If I want to take it to the next level, that's my next step. It's not good enough for me to be good for you right now. It's I also have to be respectful of every commitment I make in my day. You know? So that's time. time yeah. So huge for you is like time management, making sure you do things. And I, I mean, God bless. I love Ben, but I'll be the first person to tell Ben, man, sometimes he's the worst at that. But it is what it is, right? Everything is about a journey and a gradual progress of getting better and better. But the reality is you're aware of it, which is the first step. You're aware right. of all your strong suits and your abilities to be great in so many places. And the areas that you know you're a little bit weak in, right. um, you're also aware of that. And that's about trying to course correct and redirect and rethink the processes, right, of becoming a better person. And so that's why I think it's great for us always to be living in that space in which we're trying to live at our fullest potential every day. Because right. you know, I mean, we don't even know what our full potential is. Let's be honest, we don't. Yeah. But we can aspire to work towards something of a, a resemblance of what we feel within ourselves that we are working at our level, our highest potential, which then, you know, it's that 
celebrating the wins kind of thing, right? Celebrating the wins. Right. Um, let's talk a little bit about real estate. Let's jump into this now. So we talked about that. It was great. I mean, again, you're a great story or your background and what mo- motivates you, what drives you, what gets you there. Um, you're in Arizona. Uh, Tempe, Phoenix, Scottsdale is your kind of uh, zone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, all um, the way to the border. All the way to the border, right? And yeah. um, so let's talk about the demographics and that and kind of um, – What's that look like out there in Arizona? I mean, most people who are listening probably are very familiar with Arizona. Um, you know, the most probably uh, known places like Scottsdale, right? right? Phoenix is one too because you fly into Phoenix. What is the the real estate market like out there? What is your your business look right there? Um, let's start a little bit about that. Yeah. So real estate obviously uh, is incredible here in Phoenix, right? Real estate in Phoenix, it's it's just incredible right with the recent um interest rate hikes obviously like anything in life people tend to pause uh but our market is great our market is great as far as population growth for the last eight years we've been top three in the entire country our county has for the top i mean that's for a very long stretch right um an incredible amount. I believe last year we were top five in job growth, right? So when you really look at Phoenix, um, it's it's more like an economic boom, not just like uh, not just a good real estate market, right? It's becoming we're already the fourth biggest city in the entire country, and now I think the development, the entertainment, it's all starting to really get here. And it's really going to make us really push for those, for that top spot of best place to live in. Not to property taxes. Yeah. Property taxes are good. incredible. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it's a big, big draw. I think a lot of people that are migrating over there, right? People, especially yeah. from California, right? I think California has been one of the places that people are trying to get away from. Um, and for those that are listening to California, sorry. But uh, it's the truth. I mean, we've been just pressed with so much stuff recently with taxes and a bunch of recession, whatever, the state in itself. So uh, Arizona is a, a close hop, skip, and a jump for people outside of uh, the you know triple-digit weather that yeah. is pretty uh, – it's there. It's like right, right. there knocking on your face. Um, what are some other factors out there? I mean, I think it's just a good drive. It's a draw to be in Arizona. What is the draw? A lot of people seem to move. I mean, again, you're, you say you're increased – for year yeah. over year, people are moving there. You're top three in the country. What is the draw, you think, for most people that want to come to Arizona for those that are listening? I mean, it's a lot. So I'll start off with the number one reason why people end up moving places, jobs, right? Yeah. Uh, we're the leading, the, the leading, we provide the leading industries in, uh, in electronic vehicles. So we produce the most amount of electronic vehicles and we are the leading um, manufacturer of microchips in the entire, I believe, world. Intel investing over 20 billion um, and we have a TSMC investing a Taiwanese company over 20 billion dollars. So that alone and we know like those are the jobs of the future. They're not just like, I mean, everything needs a microchip, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're pushing really hard for uh, electric vehicles. Well, guess what? We have, other than Tesla, we have all the other top electric vehicles here in Arizona. 
So that's a really good, good first step. Now, the second one is um, entertainment. I mean, we they just announced we're getting voodoo, voodoo donuts, super popular. If you go to Portland, right, everyone wants to stop there. They're opening one right here, uh, bike right from my office. Um, catch, which is like a super popular, one of the most popular restaurants in Vegas. Um, you have it also in Hollywood. They're opening it right here. We have the Fendi, like luxury condos. There's only three of those in the entire world, right? Those are super high end. One in Milan, one in Miami, and one opening here in Scottsdale. Nice. Yeah, so we have an incredible, I can keep going. Um, we're having, um, there's a lot of increase. PGA and DraftKings are partnering up and creating this, um, they're opening this huge, massive, like, luxury restaurant, bedding area um, for first of its kind here in Scottsdale, right? Nice. Also, people could go there. I mean, I can keep going and going. Um, I mean, as you know, I'm a big basketball fan. Got front row to my Phoenix Suns. Hey. I don't miss any game. We have the best team in the entire uh, <laughs> yeah, arguably, arguably, we'll say that. <laughs> so, I mean, I could keep going. It's a, it's an incredible place to live. You did bring up the heat. I will. It's like you telling me to move up, up north or, or far east. I can't handle the cold weather. I just can't. My knees hurt. My bones hurt. I don't like waking up, like. I already told you um, I'm working on my time. You know, I focus so much on people that I look, I lose track of time all the time. Um, I can't imagine adding and having to add another hour before I even leave just to, to like hit my windshield and stuff. So Ben, what you're saying is you don't want to come visit me in Detroit and go skiing <laughs> yeah. this year. Cause I'm a, I was going to send you an invite, man. I mean, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I actually, I thought you were going with, you said before, like I had to go out for an hour earlier to cut the <laughs> snow off my windshield. I thought an hour earlier to get my bones rolling out of bed because they're aching. I thought you were going like, it's too damn cold. So yeah. it takes me about an Dude. hour more hey, to get my the- bones rolling. And there's sometimes that it gets so cold that you can't even start your car here. So, you know, that that's happens crazy. too. That's yeah. insane, bro. I know. So you see, I can't handle that. So I do tell people the summer, I, to me, it, it is really hot. When it reaches 120 degrees, I'll tell you if I don't need to go outside, I won't. Um, but if I have to, it's bearable. Um, you gotta make sure your AC and your car and your house work very good. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Office. But it it's the city's designed to withstand all of that. It's 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 really good. But I feel like there's people that feel the same way I feel about the cold weather, right? Mm-hmm. That heat once you hit it, it's like it's unbearable. And for those people, unfortunately, they won't know until they get here. But yeah, for those people, Phoenix is not for them. And I'll be the first one to tell them. Like I told you, I'm the most honest person, and I'm like, if you if you can't stand the heat and you're not getting used to it, get out of here because it doesn't get better uh, at all. It just comes every year with the force for three to four months. Every yeah. year, you know? That's so, wild. But Phoenix, I know I was trying to get Chris to move here and then he said Hawaii. I'm like, I can't compete with that. Yeah, <laughs> that Hawaii. How does anyone compete with that? Right? Yeah. You so, know, look at him. He's smiling ear to ear like it's yeah. Christmas Day. He's, yeah, he's doing just fine over there. 
you know, there's only one thing um, that I just discovered from Chris ever since he moved to Hawaii. Didn't know how much of a show off he was. He sends me pictures of Hawaii every day. He just like, oh, look at me at the beach. That, that's uh, to, that's, that's to inspire you. That's just a pure inspiration. That's what it's for, my friend. It's all pure inspiration. Come on, man. All right. I want to start the day with a positive note. So I thought, what better way to start with a positive note than say something like that? No, that's it's awesome. so awesome. Yeah. Heck yeah. I want to dive into that. You know, thank you for sharing that about your, you know, the market uh, place that you're in, all the things that are happening. I guess my first question is, especially as an agent, is, you know, do you have a way that you attract business, especially if you have a ton of business from coming out of state, right? Like there's all these new businesses coming in, you know, are you making, uh, you know, partnerships with them to help them with relocating? I mean, what does that look like for you as a team lead to, you know, help be, you know, the first name that people think of when they think of real estate in Arizona? Yeah. So personally, um, there's a lot of things, right? And I'll tell you what I'm working on, what I had done before. And I mean, I think because I'm hoping that realtors are watching this and maybe I can, I can help a few not make the mistakes I've made. Right. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. So, um, one of the biggest things that I tell you is you get on this ride. So I was doing really good with real estate, helping a lot of agents. So one of the things that tends to happen at least for me and me talking to other team leaders is you quickly kind of want to take yourself out of production, right? Like you're helping all these people. You don't have enough time in the day. So I took myself out of production and really helping them capture leads, them get accounts, um, do all of this, right? How do I do it? I use my previous background, right? I feel like when I was in logistics, I would go. It was nice because I didn't have to I didn't have to convince thousands of people to ship with me. I just had to convince a hundred people to ship thousands of shipments with me. Right. Um, right. So I take the same approach here. You genuinely have to find those leaders in communities, those accounts that you know are going to represent more than one deal. Right. Who are these people? So, and how do you get them? One, you make sure that you are that person and that you are that person that shows up for them at all times. If they need something, you are that person. So therefore, I think it's just human nature for them to think of you the second anyone mentions real estate, mm. right? That's so that's that's the way we approach our business, right? Um, that's how I push everyone for me. That's how I've been doing business for a long time. My call center background, we do add a little bit of internet leads, right? They come in, they click on some houses. My my experience with call centers really helps my agents really take more of a customer service approach, right? How how can we help you, right? Um, and so that's really taking us really taking us really far. Um, so with that being said, I still feel. Other than me saying we provide great customer service, me be present to you, it is impossible for everyone to know that and see that, right? Like you go, how do I make sure that everyone feels the way that Chris feels about me, that knows he can count on me? How do I make that be known with the public? That's the real question, right? Yeah. Um, to me, the answer is like, you can't. You can't. Like it's, it's really, really difficult for someone to feel that strong about you right um you need to get to know them you need to personally impact them or someone around them right 
which we'll keep trying to do that. So with that being said, my new approach is I want to give something tangible, like a product that no one else um, can offer or is offering. So as you can see right now, my biggest approach, how I'm trying to grow and get a bigger market share is I'm offering a solution to a lot of people's problems, right? So right now, as you can see, I own high, I founded Higher Living, but also have Flip with Zero, which is one of the products that I, I believe we are the only one that offers it in the way that we offer it. Um, I do, I flip some homes, I do some investing, I've helped many people. So I decided there's a lot of costs built into doing that, right? Even if I acquire a, a property, there's a lot of costs, right? acquisitions, loans, all this stuff that really goes into just that you lose immediately. Yep. Right. So I built this program where someone, as long as someone doesn't need a full flip, if they just need some repairs and I know it's going to make them six figures just by doing those repairs, we'll do it for them and they won't have to pay the company for 90 days. Wow. Right. So um, that I feel at the end of the day, it comes from who just who I am. I feel like there's no reason why people shouldn't use us. If I'm telling you, Ross, I will paint your house interior, exterior, and it will be a great deal. But most importantly, I'm going to make you an extra, put new floors, but I'm going to make you an extra 100K. And you're not going to have to lift a finger. Why wouldn't you use me? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. Um, huge value there, brother. That's a huge value. Yeah. Right. So now the same thing. Now that I have something tangible, because me going out there and being like, I'm the best, I'm going to take care of you. I do this, that, that, that. I'm like, that's replicatable. Someone else can just go out and say it, even if they don't mean it or they won't do it. But I'm like, but when you have something tangible, it's like people can't just go out there and offer that. Yeah. You know? So that is my next step, right? Always constantly trying to figure out. Um, how I can bring more value to public. How can I bring more value to my partners? How can I bring more value to clients? And so that's now what I'm trying to do. And I would encourage every realtor to figure out what can you do tangible that other people can't do or most people can't do. And then it's getting the word out. So that's what I'm doing to get more business right now. Heck know? yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. I love that. Well, it's about separating yourself in this industry, right? What separates you from everybody else? Because again, I, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful manner, but I think a realtors, they're a dime a dozen. They're in every corner, right? They're like a gas station. Everywhere you turn, there's a realtor, um, you know, and we've seen the influx of it and an, uh, an exit of it in various markets, right? Right now, our market, I think we're seeing a huge exit versus yeah. an influx. It is what it is, right? This is like right. 2006, 7, 8, 9, where that market was another exit of mass amounts of realtors who came in and just didn't see it, didn't have a value proposition like you're creating yourself right now, which is amazing, right. um, and find ways to separate themselves from their, uh, and I use this word competition in a healthy way, and not, but in, in a competition, right? So it's all about you know trying to find that piece about you and your business that makes you shine and stand above the rest. And you're doing that with your flip of zero. I've been talking to you about it for a while. Ben's been working on this for a long time, yeah. honestly, which is awesome. I'm so proud of you, brother. Um, Cause I know it's not something you just started up like six months ago. I mean, you've been like planning this thing for probably since damn near we've known each other. 
He's yeah. like, I'm only working on something, working on something, working on something, you know? And then it's like, okay. And then it's just been happening. So it's just for those that are listening, I might know too, like, don't, don't be like thinking that this was something easy that Ben just started. Like, Oh, I created this thing, flip a zero. No, I mean, and it didn't even turn out right initially. I mean, there's been like, Oh, that was a wall that didn't work. Right. Scratch, go back to zero. You know, Oh, that didn't work. So this is another trial by error. You know, like Thomas Edison, how many times it take him to figure out how not to make a light bulb. Right. And how many times it take to make a light bulb. And so Ben's working on that. So super grateful for that. And I'm, I'm glad to see that you're doing it. Um, let's talk about some production too like numbers wise you're obviously very competitive out there in the market you're a very competitive person um i know you by nature you're a guy who likes to win uh you definitely don't want to come in second place maybe that's your sports background upbringing um where are you at in the marketplace in that you know that sector there of of, of arizona you know the scottsdale the phoenix the tempe um kind of let the listeners know out there where you're at as far as that stage like production wise and, and team wise yeah, well, team-wise, you know what? It's the same thing, right? Um, it's it's a constant learning experience, right? Figuring out, I think I've gone to the point where I grew my team as the biggest I've ever had my team is 25 people, um, right? And then um, I found myself not doing anything but answering a ton of questions. <laughs> you would think having so many agents would make you more money, right? Mm-hmm. It did the exact opposite, and it was yeah. so stressful. It was like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, all I'm doing is answering, and I love helping people. But you find yourself, you go, wow, like it, it's this isn't working. So eventually, shrank it down. Right now, we we shrank it to the core. We have a total of six agents, mm-hmm. right? Um six producing agents yes i have a couple rock stars icon agents in the team and when people ask what would a rock why would an icon agent be on a real estate team it's very simple they know their pnl right they know how little they're spending to make two hundred thousand a year right because there's a lot of agents that might make three hundred thousand a year but they're spending two hundred thousand to make that yeah, no, 280, let's be honest, $280,000. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, you know, <laughs> my agents that are crushing it, they show up, they don't have to pay anything, and they just crush it, and they take all the money, they go to sleep comfortably, and they have all the support, right? Yeah. They measure it, they know, and I talk to them consistently, I'm super forward with all the numbers, so no one comes in, because you know how it is, our industry is very competitive, everyone's just like why are you doing it and once people see the numbers there's nothing people can tell them right Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so with that being said uh we're up to 58 million is what Mm -hmm. we produce per year our goal is 100 million um we we want to get to 100 million but we've had a lot of he said um a lot of it had to do with me i just constantly keep pushing we need a bigger team. We need a, and, and I think finally at this point, I can tell you um, by the end of next year, we will go, we will sell over a hundred million because the direction is super clear. The products are clear. Now it's just producing, you know, Love that. so it's, yeah. I mean, we are, uh, we're right now we're small and mighty, but we're very, very, uh, we give great service we get the job done and the questions are very good questions. We do have 
we do have two new agents, um, but it's easy to help two new agents when you have four all-stars, right? Yeah. It doesn't all fall on me. It's really quickly. Everyone can answer that question. The problem is when you had three all-stars for 25 people, <laughs> you know, you're like, Ugh. it just drowns you, you know? I get it. I so, get it. That's so, awesome. Well, go ahead, yeah. Chris. No, I'm just saying that's about the quality versus the quantity. You know, a lot of teams fail. Like I can tell you right now, in the history of people running teams and building teams that they, well, let's just be specific to. Everybody says they got a team. Let's right. really look what that looks like. Um, you have a couple of people that show up and help like voluntarily to help supplement some things, offset some some duties for you when you're on vacation. Let's be honest. That's not a freaking team, people. Let's keep that clear and concise. You don't have a team. You actually have people that want to just help you out. That's cool. A real functioning full team that has systems, automations, um, things like that, models that you actually have integrated that work consistently over and over and over again that make a full like warehouse type environment, that's a functioning team. So I just want to make sure you're clear. Those are listening out there. Define what you're talking about when you say you got a team because most people don't have a team. They just have mm -hmm. some friends that want to help out. But to get a quality team, most of them that get them, they're just trying to pick and choose and find people quickly because they want to build. Like, I, just want to, I need a body. Just having a body does not mean that you're going to have success. A body yeah. does not equal that. You know, don't get a body and create a, a space or a number. Like, oh, my team, I got 35 or I got 45 or I got 55 agents. But like 35 or 40 of them are doing nothing, right? I think Ben froze there a little bit. <laughs> I think Ben's frozen. Um, but yeah, I mean, ideally, that's kind of where it works, right? So the truth is, it's like being very, very cautious about how you build a team. A true, true team is different than yeah. anything else. So I think oh, we lose Ben. We lost Ben, didn't we? He, he should he probably come back in. He probably go, yeah. If not, that's a, great, back that's a great profile picture right there for him, though. It is. The, dude, he's actually, it froze perfectly while he smiled. Yeah. It's a pro <laughs> didn't it, though? Like, it couldn't have been better for the freeze. I think it's not the out first, to Ben. I know, right? I think it's the first, first ever in history we've ever had somebody freeze up. So uh, in a podcast scenario, you're just listening to this. Yeah, we obviously have lost Ben, our special guest today. Um, hey, technical difficulties happen all the time when you're that dealing with technology, right. right? Social media and all things like that. So um, maybe we'll just call this what it is. You know, it's about, we're going to talk about 45 minutes here. And, and I really appreciate yeah. for those that are listening. We always value those regular listeners that listen to us. Ben, um, I know you're not there, but you're there. We appreciate you tremendously. I love you as a friend, um, as a colleague. And you've been a great like side uh, soundboard for me as well through many difficult times um and i as well for you um we appreciate you we look forward to hearing more from you again and seeing you at the next event exp con coming in october uh, but anyways again great information we love your journey we appreciate it and again we expect everybody that's coming and take time to listen for us um in our channel weekly and for those that are new hopefully this is some value to you on hearing some of the stuff that ben has offered us on some of his ideas and his journey and what he's building with his higher living and flip with zero oh he is back uh, for the tail end of it. Yeah, we just kind of gave you a, a eulogy. <laughs> yeah, I just gave, well, you I know gave... the weirdest thing is, I could hear and see you the entire time. I like know. you guys. Oh, never... that's funny. So you heard all of us giving you compliments. Yeah, on we, we, we heard yeah, yeah. You, Did you, did you tell? Did like, you hear me telling you how much I love you and stuff? Like, oh, geez, yeah, God, I heard the whole stabbing. thing. Um, oh, awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, at this point, then obviously we'll just kind of, you know, we'll call this what it is. And we appreciate though, those that are listening. Yeah, thanks for um, coming on, Ben. We yeah, appreciate man. it. Dude, I love you as a friend. Truly. I mean it from, from the bottom of my heart. 
I do. No, yeah. and uh, thank you for having us. Uh, thank you for having me. And, you know, I got a lot of love for you, Chris. Um, I mean it. Like, I'm there for people. But then there's people that become family, right? Yeah. Like, um, True. I'm a big firm believer that um, that's not, you know what? People just need to be listened to. I mean, no one needs help. We all know what to do. Um, the hardest thing is actually just to do it. Um right and in the first step i would say is showing up if you keep showing up eventually you're gonna you're gonna get past whatever limiting belief you have mm -hmm. uh but you gotta keep showing up you gotta just show up show up show up and that's like no one's watching and eventually you're gonna hit it you know um so that's the best it. Advice, thank you for having me here, guys. I, I hope to meet you soon in person, Ross. Oh, yeah, brother. It's only a matter of time. I'll see you at EXPCon. Yes. Let's so, go. And, I love it. And Chris, you know, I'll go visit you pretty soon. No, I know you will. You guys, and uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate that. <clears throat> well, until next week, everybody have an amazing week. Go out and crush it and be your highest that you can possibly be in life. Love you, Ben. Love you, Ross, as always. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>